There is a good deal of music featured in the film, as we'd expect from a movie about a musician. Careless Love, performed by Bessie Smith, is one of the pieces. But there are original tunes, too. Equally compelling, perhaps even more compelling, though, are the silences. Sound of Metal centers on a heavy metal drummer who abruptly begins to lose his hearing, and the sound design has been widely praised for drawing viewers into the character's very consciousness. Critic Justin Chang of the L.A. Times says Ruben's journey is a privilege to witness, but it's one he will ultimately have to walk alone. Studies show how devastating the social isolation brought about by hearing loss can be, and how that can lead to loneliness, frustration, and even depression. It's somehow fitting that a movie like Sound of Metal is to be featured as the 2021 Spring Film Festival opens tonight at the Dietrich Theater in Tunkhannock. It's the first full three-week-long celebration since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. And so to have as part of the schedule a movie that raises issues of social isolation and the attendant hardships, though not deliberately planned that way, does give us some insight into the Dietrich's hopes when assembling a lineup of entertaining, challenging, and high-quality works for an audience that's come to expect nothing less. The Spring Festival opens this evening without the usual fanfare and continues through May 13th, 19 films in 21 days with COVID-19 protocols in place. We had a chance to speak by phone with Ronnie Harvey, general theater manager and film booker, about how things will unfold. It's basically the same as it always is. It's just we don't have an opening night because of capacity limits and food and all of that. Dealing with that, trying to figure that out would have been too much. So this time we, we decided just not to do the opening night. But what the main focus is anyway is the movies in the first place. So getting all of those out, customers have been coming back more and more for the first time, excited to be there, feel safe and enjoying it. So this will be the real big first test with a big, normal film festival. And I think people need to be reminded about how you started this whole thing in the first place, way back when. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, film festival was just uh, a one-week affair. It was something that came up that we weren't showing any independent or smaller films, and our booker thought, why don't we just try it? And this was, we actually, this, week celebrated the 20th anniversary of the reopening of the theater and granted the film festival didn't happen for a little bit after that but uh, that's how long ago we're talking here and then it's just expanded into into what you're seeing now which is three weeks each season so before it was just one week for one part of the year now it's three weeks four times a year spread out 19 films normally i try to get 21 but With the way that everything is going on and the film distribution and um, film production was slowed down. So everything has been all across the board shifted and changed. But I was able to get to 19 still. So that's pretty close to 21. And it's just been the most rewarding part of my job and the most rewarding thing to 
see customers and the things that they enjoy the most. We already have a lot of people pre-ordering tickets for specific showtimes and the the normal folks that travel from all around the, the state already booking their tickets and their hotel stays and their whatnots and, and asking us all about it. So it's, it's great to see something go back to a little bit of normal. And I don't see any weak links here. And I see a lot of the fingerprints that are characteristic of what you've come to know this audience enjoys and values. So before we get into the, oh, we have to wear masks part of this, Sometimes there turns out to be almost by accident an overarching theme or a trend in the movies. What do you say about this festival? Yeah, so I was actually looking at the brochure right before we we got on the call, and I was thinking, I think I found a little bit of a theme. (laughs) And and it was not planned, but I'm seeing a kind of personal experience kind of theme, like an experience that maybe we might not understand is kind of a theme. There are so many movies here of people experiencing life in a different way or an unconventional way or a way that we might not understand personally and how that will affect us. I'm just going to throw throw some films out for an example, but Sound of Metal is the first one that jumps out at me. Sound of Metal is the story of a heavy metal drummer and he all of a sudden loses his hearing. And he doesn't know where to even begin. His girlfriend is worried for him because he used to have a drug addiction. And so she enters him into a sober house for the hearing impaired. And it's a story of, first of all, learning that that's not something that I even thought about being another barrier for someone who might be deaf and how they are able to deal with substance abuse and how where to go for that kind of treatment. And it's the story of him deciding where in the world he wants to be or who he is now that he's lost his hearing. So it's kind of a story of experience. And then I I go to The Reason I Jump, which is a documentary about five young people who are living on the spectrum. And it is the story, they are all nonverbal. And so it's our way of learning and communicating through them through this film about their experiences in life. I jump from there to the father, which is the story of a father and daughter, the father who is suffering from Alzheimer's. And it's the story of not only him and what he's going through losing his ability to remember, but her ability to handle the situation at hand and what she, what, what she can do to try to help him. Then that jumps me right into Minari, which is the story of a South Korean family who moves to America to start a farm. And it's their experience of being immigrants in America and how they want to create this American experience and this life for themselves that they well, that about just America. And that leads me to land which is another movie about an experience, um, a woman who goes through a traumatic event in her life and decides that she wants to go out into the wilderness and find her meaning for life. So all of these films kind of lead me to understand that the experiences of individual people and how they affect us after watching them. Ronnie, don't we see, for example, 
the lead in Sound of Metal? Is it Riza Ahmed making the rounds on TV because the role that he plays, he plays so well that people can't stop talking about the job that he does in that role? It was one of the films that I've only seen a few of them that are on here yet. Um, I will be seeing pretty much all of them by the end, but Sound of Metal is one that I had seen prior to, and I can't speak more glowingly of the film. It is it is phenomenal, and the performance that he puts on in Sound of Metal is, has to be seen. And it has to be seen on the big screen because there's something in that film about the way that sound is conveyed that makes it so much more important when you hear it on those big speakers. There are so many movies that you think, oh, well, I could watch that one at home or whatever, but there are certain ones that you need to have that experience because it it makes it tenfold <laughs> um, in comparison to. And then speaking of metal, you've got a mother-son story, right, where there's Metallica involved. Yes, absolutely. It's so funny that I thought that heavy metal twice within one story. But yeah, Days of the Bangnold Summer it is based on a really popular graphic novel, and it's the story of a mother and son who could not be farther away from each other. She is a quiet librarian. He is a, he's still quiet, but he is a heavy metal loving. He's angry. He's in, you know, the phase of his life where he's, where he's rebelling against his, his mother. And it's the story of those two coming together to try to find a common bond over one summer where they're stuck together and they have nothing in common and they have to try to figure out how to to live and love each other again, essentially. So that it looks like great fun. And it's just so funny that two films within one festival have to deal with heavy metal. Who would have thought? <laughs> and you also know that your audience really enjoys visual arts-related films. Yes, absolutely. This This time we are going to premiere, we love to do some of the, the art exhibitions, and especially now when people aren't necessarily going out to see some exhibitions, so why don't we bring them to you? We have Painting the Modern Garden from Monet to Matisse, and it just takes you on a journey to discover all of the artists that have used gardens as influences in their art. And then you have another one that was a prize-winning documentary at Sundance about The Painter and the Thief. Now, The Painter and the Thief is another film that I saw that I can't speak more glowingly of. The Painter and the Thief is such a strange journey while you're watching it. You're waiting for the other shoe to drop as you're watching the film. It is a story of an artist who has a gallery, and she, she has two of her pieces stolen from her. And so it's a documentary of her trying to figure out where the art went. And along the way, the, the thief is caught but he doesn't know where they are. And on this strange journey, the two of them form this, not a, not a intimate relationship, it is an intimate relationship, but not a physical relationship, but an intimate relationship with each other that they grow to become friends. The painter whose art was stolen and the thief who stole it. And it's the story of how that they interact and become close through an act, through an illegal act. And you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop you're always waiting for, you know, her to either find the art or for him to turn into something else. Or, so you have to watch it to see where it goes. But it is a phenomenal documentary. And all of these 
wonderful showcases for artists and new actors we're discovering. Of course, Anthony Hopkins and Dame Judi Dench and Benedict Cumberbatch, they're all there. (laughs) But some wonderfully fresh, new, exciting actors who are being celebrated in the press. Yes, absolutely. There are so many people here that are that are, are getting the awards recognition and the attention this year. All of our movies have been at least given, I don't want to say, just the Golden Globes or an Oscar nomination or a BAFTA or something. We have a movie, Another Round, which is one of our foreign language films. And that was just a movie that we had picked and then come to find out it was nominated for Best Foreign Language Film at the Golden Globes and had two Academy Award nominations, but we had no idea about it. It's the story of with Mads Mikkelsen on the TV show Hannibal. He's done a lot of work. He was in the movie The Hunt from years ago. And it's the story of a group of teachers who want to experiment by drinking alcohol every single day to see how it affects them physically and mentally. And it just starts out as a kind of small little experiment. And then you see how that kind of snowballs into something more and becomes how he and the other friends have starting are starting to lose control throughout the experiment and what they're going to do to fix that problem. And we have movies that multiple movies starring Ben and Cumberbatch, we noticed. We have multiple movies starring Casey Affleck. It's funny when we notice these things after the fact, the courier and the Mauritanian both are true stories that Benedict Cumberbatch just so happens to star in. And then we have The World to Come, which is a period romance, and Our Friend, which is the story of three friends who get together to help. Well, it's a story of a friend who goes to help his friend and his wife who is battling cancer. And it's a story of how a friend can really help in those times of struggle to get through the experiences and help the family come together, if you will. And we really haven't talked about all of them. There's a movie with Michelle Pfeiffer. There's a movie with Carrie Mulligan. There's a movie with Robin Wright. Allison Janney is in multiple. All of them are great. Go to our website to find out more information or pick up your brochure at the ticket booth. <laughs> now tell us, though, what we have to do because the COVID pandemic is still a factor in this. Yes. So um, our capacity has raised a little bit. We are still just at 25% as of this talking. So the theater is roped off in certain sections you can't sit in. And we at the ticket booth and the supervisors on shift will help you find your seats if you can't find them. What we require is everyone must wear their mask until they are seated in their spot. And if they get up to go to the bathroom or go to the concession center or whatnot, they must put their mask back on. They can take their mask off while they're eating and drinking their concession purchases. We require that, depending on which theater you're in, by spacing, it's either four seats in one theater or three seats in another, but we help you find the seating that you want. And we just ask that people pre-purchase tickets as much as they can, just because of the limited capacity that we can't always guarantee that seating will be available for any particular show. What are you going to show this evening? Tonight, we will be showing The Dig which is a film with Carrie Mulligan and Ralph Fiennes. And it's the story of the archaeological dig in Britain, the biggest one, where they found a ship from the Dark Ages on this woman's plot of land. And then after that, we will be showing The Courier with Benedict Cumberbatch, which is this true story of a British businessman who gets recruited 
to help try to stop the Cuban Missile Crisis. Do you still have some spaces or are you filled oh, up? Yes, absolutely. We still have some spaces because it's not a conventional opening night. We haven't had the same rush out opening night factor. So there are still spaces available at DietrichTheater.com. And then you can look up all the other films and any ones that I missed while you're, at, while you're there. Opening night tonight must be bittersweet then. What's more important than having an entirely full house is having a house in general. <laughs> What's more important is making sure, because when, when we were closed completely, it was a whole different situation. Now we feel like we at least have, we have prepared ourselves. We have had time to, all the safety procedures, all of the stuff, we're, we're practiced now at this point. So we are ready to welcome everybody back and show them that we are um, being as safe and cautious as possible. But we are also here to still entertain <laughs> And Ronnie, tell us what you might have known always in your heart about movies in the theater and that experience, but having the year where most of the time it really wasn't possible, what does it reinforce for you about the communal experience and what we crave? You know, I I, I thought about that so often during all of this, uh, about what it would be like afterwards. And I'm, I'm heartened to see so many people come out and be so excited to come back to the movies when they have movies at home. It's not like you can't watch movies. We've heard so many film companies going, oh, we're just going to release it here. We're just going to release it there. But so many people have come up to us and said, we're just so happy to go back to the movies. And I think that's what so many people forget. While there is comfort and convenience at home, there's something about going out that will never change you want to regardless of where this all what what all happened you still want the communal experience you still want to laugh with other people you still want to scream at a horror movie you still want to you still want that communal experience because something is lacking at your home by yourself you want to be able to to enjoy those experiences with other people and i think as time progresses we will understand that more and more, that well, that's what we lost during all of this was kind of the, the communal experience, and we're not going to let it go away again. And I think that with the, the almighty dollar, I guess, is how that will, will transpire to prove that there is viability in the theatrical experience because I have seen the people that have come in, and I've seen how excited they were to go see Godzilla as a great example. All the kids, how excited they were to watch a monkey and a lizard fight each other on the street. <laughs> but that's where we are. There is something special about getting together and watching a movie with your loved ones or even people that you don't know. There's something special about it, and it'll never go away. It'll change. It'll adapt. It'll evolve, but it won't go away. <laughs> Ronnie Harvey, General Theater Manager and Film Booker for the Dietrich Theater in downtown Tunkhannock, speaking with us about the 2021 Spring Film Festival that opens this evening. And it is the first full three-week-long film festival since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. 19 films in 21 days with COVID-19 protocols in place, again opening this evening and continuing through May 13th. No opening fanfare in terms of festival foods and
and gatherings like that. The Dig and The Courier. The Dig will open tonight at 7, and The Courier will be screened at 9.30. And then there will be a whole film schedule each and every day, often starting at noon, mostly starting at noon, and running through into the evening at the Dietrich Theater, 60 East Tioga Street in Tonkanic. For more information on the web, dietrichtheater.com, dietrichtheater.com, D-I-E-T-R-I-C-H, theater, E-R, that's T-H-E-A-T-E-R, dietrichtheater.com, April 23rd through May 13th, 19 films in 21 days, the 2021 Spring Film Festival at the Dietrich Theater, 60 East Tioga Street in Tonkanic, dietrichtheater.com.